0: This is Jason Davis, UDOT Deputy Director over Engineering and Operations, and this is Beyond the Barrels.
1: Episode 25, everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Barrels. I am Matt Allred, the Internal Communications Manager here at UDOT. Sitting to my left is none other than grant potter newly married newly grant potter. married grant potter that's yeah. right yeah grant uh, just got back from a two-week honeymoon on a tropical island two tropical islands a week on oahu and then a week on maui spent two weeks in hawaii with his beautiful bride and uh, we're glad to have you back we take little hiatuses when grant is gone I don't know how to do this podcast on my own.
0: Obviously, with all this equipment here, I mean, if, if he would have decided to stay in Hawaii, we'd just shut down this whole we operation. Would.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could just shut down the, the, the department here. That's how critical you are, Grant, or how critical you've become. Thank you. So Grant's on my left. To my right, Mr. Jason Davis. How are you, Jason? I'm great. I'm glad you're here. We kind of sprung this on Jason yesterday. Um, I realized that we, when Terry became uh, the new deputy last year, we kind of got her in and, and did a podcast with her really quickly. And you've been doing this role for six, six
0: months? Six months, and there's still letterhead that doesn't have my name on it.
1: <laughs> and you haven't changed your signature yet either. It still says <laughs> director of opera. Just kidding. Um, well, Jason, tell us uh, who you are, what you do for the department here.
0: Well... Uh, as as i introduced i'm the deputy director over engineering and operations and what that means is terry terry funds a project she clears the project environmentally and then hand it off to me and uh, uh my folks will design and construct and and operate it to a certain extent and uh so lots of different moving parts in engineering and operations
1: and um your most recent, before you became deputy, you were director of operations. I
0: was director of operations uh, for I think it was around six years. Got just I, I hit my twenty-five year uh, anniversary this year with the department, so that's kind of a crazy thing. But yeah, started started back as, as a uh, intern with the traffic signals group, working on signals uh, way back when, and uh, then moved into the traffic safety area uh, which was kind of ironic that I kind of come full circle and ended up working with that group again you know 20 plus years later but uh, worked uh, with the traffic safety group back in the the early 90s and late 90s I guess and uh, then spent some time with region 2 in some different roles uh, eventually being the region 2 director I was also the region 1 director uh, spent some time a year and a half down in Region Three as a maintenance engineer before we had district engineers, and I grew up in Price, so I clicked Region Four off my list early in life.
1: Yeah, so you you've you're a statewide kind of guy, <laughs> but technically you've never worked in Region Four; just you've been everywhere else.
0: Technically, that's correct.
1: But you work in it now.
0: I, I do, and and there were some statewide responsibilities I had when I was in uh, traffic and safety that I was working. With Region Four pretty pretty closely,
1: um, so twenty five years. What did you do before you got to the department? I know you're 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 a young man still.
0: <laughs> I I came straight did from you come straight uh, from college. I did. I came straight from college. So you know, other than summer jobs in high school and college uh, in uh, varying disciplines, uh, this is my first job as an engineer and stayed here since
1: now there's something interesting about your degree or or your special your engineering specialty that is not very common here at the department
0: it is it is unique in that i'm the uh, lone electrical engineer in the department so uh, i graduated in electrical engineering from utah state and uh, came here to work on signals they somehow thought that would be helpful uh, i do have a civil engineering professional engineers license um but, uh, but yeah my uh, I guess my conventional training was uh, electrical engineering.
1: Well, and we see a lot of structural engineers and, and designers and planners, and, and so I just think it's awesome that you're the deputy and, and it's not even close to what everybody else is here.
0: It's kind of cool. That there, there are many that will agree with you that I'm not anywhere close to anyone else doesn't around mean, this place.
1: Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, tell us about Jason Davis outside of UDOT.
0: So I've got uh, a, a family, <laughs> just one. <laughs> um, just one,
1: good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but my wife is a school teacher up in Park City School District. Uh, she teaches math, and she's done that for 25 years as well. And uh, I've have two children: uh, a soon-to-be senior, um, the son, Derek, and my daughter Raquel is soon to be a freshman.
1: They're into sports. Your son plays baseball. Is that right?
0: My son plays baseball. My daughter plays soccer. And uh, we spend a lot of time balling them around to different sporting events. And in the free time, we, we like to get the outdoors. I mean, that's where we like to spend our time, whether it's on the lake or in the mountains or what have you.
1: Which is why you live in Park City, because it's easy to get out up there.
0: It is very easy to get out. And kind of ironic part is that we don't, we have skis. We've skied a lot in the past, but uh, just the demands on schedules and everything else, we didn't even ski last year in the epic winter that we had.
1: Well, and I, so my twelve-year-old is playing competition soccer now. This is his third year, I think. And there are demands. I mean, when when you say follow them around to different sporting events, it's it's really that. And we're lucky because his. Um, his league that he plays in, the furthest away we have to go is Tooele, so Tooele to Park City, and then everywhere else in the Salt Lake Valley. It's 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 not that bad, but we're still really really busy with that. And so if you get a kid on a competition league that plays across the state, it it becomes very time consuming.
0: Yeah, get ready. We've been uh, to San Diego for soccer tournaments, Vegas, Vale, um, so yeah, it's a uh, you, you get to you, you get some some uh, sightseeing time ahead of you
1: is uh, is your daughter glued to the world cup right now
0: yeah she was really upset because uh, she wasn't at home yesterday and i'm guessing there was a lot of load trying to watch them the usa women play yesterday and she couldn't get it to hook she couldn't up get it to stream huh yeah so she was not a happy camper but uh we're, we're definitely following it's fun it's a good time so six
1: months in this deputy director role and what's funny is that you it seems like right after you were uh asked to, to be the deputy director was when our legislative session started. I mean pretty close after that. You were just kind of thrown into the fire, so to speak.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is that, is that um, accurate? Yeah, it was uh it was sued up literally, um just like a, a sports analogy, but sued up when it comes to legislature means uh going to Joseph A. Bank and buying more suits. Yeah,
1: and, and you did.
0: I did, I I've did. I've seen you
1: in a couple different suits now.
0: I, I now own five suits and two additional dress jackets, and uh, that's a, that was never something that I foresaw happening in my future.
1: Well, and I thought it was cool. And, and you've been up to the legislature a bunch. I mean, every year you spend time up there. Uh, this role was obviously a little, little bit heavier for you. Um, but from what I understand, you handled it like a champ, and you survived, and you're still here. You didn't quit.
0: So. Well, we, I, I did have a, a head start. Um, going into this session uh, as the operations director in my previous job, I had an opportunity to spend quite a bit of time up there. So it wasn't going in totally green, uh, but it was not every single day of the session like it was this year yeah
1: you spent all 45 days up there it seems like yeah pretty it, close.
0: There, there was except for the very last couple days um, you know things are being decided not based off of engineering any longer at that point yeah, it's just
1: yeah um, so as you step into this role or you've been in it for six months what what are you most excited about as the deputy director and what are you most nervous about what what concerns you?
0: They're they're probably the same. It's the fact that I now have a reason or a uh, responsibility to be statewide on every level. So as the operations director, I was statewide, but it was a, a more narrow focus. So now as the the deputy director over engineering and operations, um, the the depth of responsibility at every region and. Uh, across all the groups and everything has increased to the point where there's that that overwhelming need to have knowledge and to learn things I haven't been spending time on. So, for instance, um, I was out of the project world as operations director, and this job is is very heavy on the projects. So starting to learn and get up to speed on what projects we have going on which seems really odd, right? I mean, if you're in a leadership position, you think, oh, you know, according to my wife, she thinks I know about every single project that happens out there from pothole filling to, you know.
1: Replacing signs. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, so this responsibility of knowing more about projects and and the details that are going on because it's just not my wife asking questions, it's uh, mayors, it's legislators, it's the Speaker of the House, the President of the Senate. You know, those type of things that tend to feel a little overwhelming. Uh, I'm in a good spot. I've got great region directors that know their regions, and so, you know, it's a phone-a-friend uh, sort of thing.
1: Well, and that's, I think, what I was just going to bring up is that you've got all four region directors that, that report directly to you. Is that right? That's correct. And um, I don't ever think it's a bad thing to say, I don't know, Um but let me find out for you. And I think that's kind of what your role has become, especially when you're in those in those positions where you're you know, the Senate president comes up and says, Hey, what's going on on two fifteen?
0: Exactly. And I've had those questions of from the Senate president, Hey, what's going on with uh you know, what's our tax revenue in transportation funds this year? And it's like, I I don't know. Luckily I have Becky Bradshaw's number and I can get that yeah. information fairly quickly.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's what I like, is that, yeah, you've, you've got to know a lot. You've got to know a little bit about a lot, but when it comes to really doing what we do well here at UDA, it's getting to the right person that really becomes an expert at that, what that question is. And so, yeah, you've got Becky's number, or you've got your region directors, or you've got Terry, you know, or Nate, or whoever it is uh, to answer those expert questions.
0: You're right, and and you bring up something there too. Of you know, I mean, the the Terry connection. Uh, we've really done our best to blur the lines between programming and planning and engineering and operations, so that if she gets asked a question by the same type of people, it's not a well that's not my area. It's Jason's or me saying the same thing. It's you know that falls in Terry's ballpark. Um, we we have no problem in in going into each other's areas and getting that information. And there's no turf battles or anything like yeah, that. Of
1: course. Yeah, you guys work really well. Well, and it's been an interesting transition because forever we had one deputy director and and you know, until Terry was I guess it's been about a year since Terry was um was asked to be that that additional deputy director, there there wasn't a line. We didn't have to worry about this is mine or yours and, and so kudos to you guys because I don't ever feel like I should go to her with a question or should go to you. Or excuse me let, me, let me rephrase that. Should or shouldn't, but that I can go to you with a question that may be under her umbrella and still get a get an answer because you know what's going on in her camp as well.
0: So. Yeah, I mean it. It happens with Carlos still. Well, he'll come to me and say, "Hey, I need need this to happen." Um, you know what's going on in central maintenance on this issue. Well, I'm not going to tell him. Oh, sorry, I'm not going to answer that question. It's Terry's area. Yeah. You know, we just say, okay, let me find out.
1: Well, but isn't that how we should be working as teams anyway here at UDOT? I mean, I've got I've got a great team around me. Um, and if somebody comes, if Grant has something that needs to be done, if somebody comes in to see Grant and Grant's not there, they're still going to ask the question. And, and I feel pretty confident that as a team, we can get the answer or get it done, regardless of whether or not they're asking the right person.
0: Right. So it it just kind of comes down to that. You, you need to put egos aside and you need to put down the who gets credit for what aside and just move forward with that. And, and that's kind of really where we're at is uh, we're, we're not worried about who gets the, n- the notch, so to speak, yeah. of getting credit for accomplishing something because we don't care.
1: Yeah, we're judged. And that's the thing is, especially when we talk about the legislature from a state level, we're judged on how the department's doing, not how did Jason do. Right, or how did Terry do, or how did Matt do his job? It's how does that reflect on the department as a whole? so that's one thing that I actually wanted to talk to you about. If you've been here twenty five years, um, what are some of the things that as what do our employees bring to the table here and And I constantly am saying that we're the best department in the state. Um, We've get people in our new employee orientation that have been in different departments and 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 they come. And they land here at UDOT. There's a reason they're coming here. What do you think that as employees we we bring to the table here, and what makes us different than the other departments?
0: Well, as as we're sitting here talking, I look across and I can see the the hat of says bleed orange, and um, you know it's it's an ownership thing. It's uh, people take a lot of pride in what they do in every aspect of this department. You know, from our our comptroller's area that looks to Hey, if they're not paying the bills, if they're not doing the funding correctly, um, we're not building projects. We're not um, putting salt out on the road. Uh, you name it, and so you know it starts from the the very um, base of what we do. And everyone in this department really takes pride in what's accomplished. You know, when you see something on the news or look at our app and sh- and see snow plows across the state um, making the road safe, you know we all feel pride in that. It's not Oh, well, that's not our area, yeah. so we don't care. Uh, it, it's, a, it's not a family. You know, family's different, but it's pretty darn it close. It's pretty
1: close. Yeah, and we talk about it, we talk about the culture here, and teamwork is one of those three pillars that we talk about. And, and I agree, it's, it's, it's tricky to call it a family, but, man, we, we really do jive together as an entire department like we are one big family.
0: So. Yeah, it's 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 great to walk down the hall and, and have a conversation about, you know, someone's family or a sporting event or accomplishments of a, you know, a certain individual. Um, you know, you look at Angelo Papastamos and what he just got in getting the Hughes Award at Washto, you know, tell that,
1: to tell everybody what the Hughes Award is.
0: The Hughes Award is basically the highest award that they give. At, uh, at our Washto event, Washto being the Western Association of Transportation States. And so there's 17 states. Everyone can put in a nomination for individuals that have really accomplished and changed transportation. And, uh, you know, that's, that's Angelo. Angelo has been here, and he has not just changed when he first showed up, what we do as a department, but he's evolved... Um, as transportation has evolved, and it's made a difference. I mean, from the Olympics to content-sensitive se- solutions, um, you know, to just mobility and active transportation in the, across the state. It's it's really a lot of, of fun to work with that individual, and then it was a whole lot of pride knowing when he won that award and uh, hearing him announce his name at the the conference we just had. So. But, yeah, you, you look at those individuals and you take pride in others' accomplishments. That's what makes UDOT different is, yeah. is we take pride in each other's accomplishments.
1: Yeah. I, I really like that about this. And, and it was. I, was. I was there at the meeting in, in Phoenix, and, and uh, it's a big deal for us to get recognized. And, and it's fun to sit back and say, yeah, I'm part of that. Even though it's Angela's job and his responsibilities, like, we, we're all part of that, 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 that big team. And so I like that about you, Doug. Um, can I bring up something funny with you?
0: <laughs> That's usually how <laughs> things go in conversations.
1: So, a couple—what was it, a couple months ago? You know what I'm—you know where I'm going. Here. Yeah. Okay. So a couple months ago, we it, we were talking about capacity and how population is going to grow up. You were you were doing an interview with somebody, and um, and you said that, yeah, we don't want to be California. You, and you used it, you you said, we don't want to be California in kind of a negative way. What happened because of that? And and yeah, just tell me what happened because of that comment.
0: Well, you know, I just, I, I hate the beach and the sun and all that, you know, warm sun. <laughs> um, but no, we we're talking about the top 10 capacity projects. So basically, every media outlet in the state was there. And I kept saying, we're all about, moving people not moving cars we're, we're building these projects because you know we want to, to move people and these are improvements that we can make and one of them asked me well why is it important that we move people And i said well we don't want to be like california well, when you think California, you don't just think sunshine and beaches. No, nobody thinks that. You think congestion, you, you think, think sitting gridlock. On the
1: 5 there, right? Just yeah, right. gridlock.
0: And so, you know, I was just saying, hey, we we want to make sure that our quality of life stays at a, a high level and we're able to provide transportation choices for people that, you know, they're not they're not spending a lot of time stuck in congestion.
1: Well, and 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 I laugh at this because I do. I think of Southern California and and I can see the aerial view of the freeway system, and there are always capacity issues on the freeway. And so I see why you did it.
0: Right. So it was purely a technical <laughs> analogy. <of laughs> More not than it was want- an actual
1: jab at California.
0: Right. And so it was shortly thereafter that Carlos shared with me that he was sitting next to California's oh, secretary at a conference when that hit the news lines. Oh no! And uh, he said, "Hey, thanks, Jason. I got a chance to explain to California that no, no, we don't think badly of California. We think you're a great DOT, which they are. They've they are. accomplished Caltrans
1: is great. They're...
0: they're they're known across the world for the things and the innovations and stuff they did. Um, they can only do so much with as many cars and and congestion that they have. So, kudos to California for accomplishing what they can with a, with." you know, the, the limitations that are put on them by all the congestion and all the people, but But (laughs) (laughs) we don't want the, the transportation, um, congestion that California experiences. And that's what I was saying. So it was within a week, an article came out that said that California had the worst congestion in you know, the country. And so I forwarded it Carlos and said, see, I'm right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that didn't help, by that the didn't way. didn't help, yeah, <laughs> of course
1: not. Um, so I like, <laughs> I get asked this all the time when, when and, and I'm going to say maybe stuck your foot in your mouth a little bit. I get asked this all the time, Matt, what did you learn from that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I learned if I'm going to go big, I should have gone really big because then an article came out and used the word, you know, deputy director doesn't want Californication yeah, happening.
1: That's what I that that was the headline that I saw.
0: Yeah. And I was like, red hot chili peppers. I really wish I would have actually said that. <laughs> you know, and, and got kudos for using Californication, but I didn't. And uh, but yeah, I mean you just you just learn how you phrase stuff. All it takes is one sentence out of twenty interviews. And
1: that's the one they pick.
0: That's the one they pick.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's and it's funny. We laugh here in the communications department because it resurfaces every couple of weeks. Just you know, another article from some random reporter. Somebody somewhere has picked up that old story and and thinks that it's uh, it's newsworthy. And and really, once you explain what was going on or what the thought was, other than just the quote, it it makes sense.
0: Right. Anything taken out of context and and just put out there is open for interpretation.
1: Yeah. Well, and and what I like about you, Jason, is that uh, you say what you mean. <laughs> Good or bad, um, and you're sincere about it. And that's and and you know, a lot of times we overthink how we communicate and and what I like is that you're not afraid to address questions and and just be upfront and forward and and you know, there's inherent dangers in that, um, which we've learned. And, and I think we all fall guilty of saying things that were taken the wrong way or, or wasn't exactly what you meant. But I just wanted to get your side on it because it was kind of funny from a communications <laughs> perspective. But that's that's what happened.
0: If if it would have been one of those things that I was really speaking ill of California, then I would have felt bad But because I wasn't it was just a matter of interpretation and in how it was presented, so it, was, it, it didn't bother me too much.
1: Well, and it, it's a comparison, too, right? And and we could have taken any stretch of road anywhere in the country, right? You could have said, well, hey, it, we don't want to be like I-15 in Las Vegas, well, right? Which has that same feeling sometimes, you know?
0: I th- I think within the state itself, you have... Um, different communities that will say i don't want to be like community x with these problems that they have yeah and it's it's not saying anything that that community is doing anything wrong it's just hey here are the things that are affecting them you know whether it be the the congestion on i-15 on the wasatch front you know no nobody else is going to say wow well, i wish we had that congestion down in Santaquin." yeah of course
1: i wish price was like that yeah um Favorite moment at UDOT?
0: You know, they, they continue to, uh, th- there's a long list. Um, I'll just go recently. So this summer, spring slash sl- summer, we've been doing appreciation barbecues for our snow fighters. Uh, this was an Epic winter and, uh, we had a, maybe I use Epic because I'm up in park C and see the Epic pass all the time. But, um, <laughs> but uh we've had the opportunity to show our appreciation from leadership by doing barbecues uh, across the state. We we held, held 10 of
1: them. Yeah, you had 10 of
0: them. 10 of them. I was able to go to 9 out of the 10, which was really great. And we not only invited our snow fighters, we also invited their their loved ones, their families, their the, the kids. And and not a lot of them could come because a lot of our um, employees are they're wives and, and so forth are working or kids yeah. were in school or whatever. Yeah. But those barbecues have been just a, a great experience of being able to say thank you for what they've done and also be able to meet some of the, the family members. And, uh, and then we've gotten some emails after the fact of people thanking us for doing that because they really felt that by inviting the, their, their spouses and their, their kids their family members were able to see how much UDOT leadership appreciates them and to tell them thank you for those nights and those holidays and everything else when, you know, part of their family, you know, we've we got men and women out there um, driving our snow plows. And so um, for those, those times where you would have liked them to be home and experiencing what the family was, was experiencing, um, we appreciate the sacrifices that they make as well. And so those thank yous and those sincere handshakes and everything else, those have been great moments this summer.
1: Well, and I think we, I think we all feel the same way about our, our snow team, you know, our snow fighters, um, they do, they work when a lot of us are sitting at home, you know, bundled up and warm and watching, you know, TV and, and, and it does, it's more than just the sacrifice of them in the truck driving. It's, kids and spouses at home and and I I don't think we had much this Christmas this Christmas Eve like we did the last three or four years but there's a sacrifice there there's a sacrifice not being able to be home with your kids helping them with homework and
0: absolutely I think someone told me that this was the fifth year in a row that we've been plowing on Christmas
1: on Christmas day yeah
0: so there's there's definitely a sacrifice but you know saying thank you to those people that that aren't driving the snowplows but are being affected by those people not being around that was that was a lot of fun
1: well and and what I like is it wasn't a big deal you guys you got Costco hamburger patties and we had and a grill and you and the leadership just showed up, and you were the ones frying the hamburgers and and grilling the hot dogs and and it was more of the hey, we just wanted you to know that we're thinking about you and that, and that, you know, you guys are awesome.
0: Yeah i i I hooked my uh, phone up to a Bluetooth speaker and I had a Udot barbecue playlist.
1: Yep, it was a good one. Little so. country, little rock. It was good. Yep, it was a good playlist. Uh, and i I just want to make mention too, and i and I think we talk about this a lot is that it it takes a village, right? When we talk about snow removal, uh, you know, we've talked about Spouses and families at home, but when you think about it, like our entire UDOT family gets behind that. And whether or not your job is directly to, you know, if it's in finance, if it's in if it's in projects, if it's in funding, whatever it is to get those plows out out onto the road, it it takes a lot of people to do that. And I just wanted to make sure that everybody understands we are we're grateful for the jobs that you all do for the for the department.
0: Yeah, there was, there was one of the barbecues, and I can't recall which one it was specifically, um, but when we invited the mechanics up to to recognize them, every one of the, the snowplow drivers started clapping. Oh, yeah. And it was like, wow, they really appreciate what it takes to keep the trucks running and keep them able to do their job. Um, so, you know, and, and we also had the, the maintenance analyst that does the budget for each of the sheds and the person that that does the billing for the equipment group and so it does. It it's definitely a team effort in order to, to plow snow. It's not just one individual getting in a truck and down the road they go.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Good experience. And uh just thank you to the support staff that helped put oh, those together.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eileen and Christine, um they did did an amazing job of making sure that we had everything we needed um, when we got to that barbecue, whether it was, you know, slicing 10 pounds of onions. So we had grilled onions and, and tomatoes and, and, and the buns and, 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 you name it to the drinks. And so, you know, I'd, I'd show up the morning of a barbecue and, uh, they'd already been here at work, you know, hours before me and making sure everything was prepped and loaded and, and off we'd go. Yeah.
1: And really, it was it was it was fun for us to be here and watch that happen because you'd back the truck up to the kitchen here, and the coolers were ready. We just had to throw them in the back of the truck, and and you were off. And and uh, so, very kudos to Eileen McCown and Chris Newman. They
0: they did the they did an amazing job. Yeah,
1: very very cool. Well, Jason, it's fun to have you here. I'm glad you popped in for a couple minutes, and appreciate the last minute
0: know it's 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 gonna be interesting to listen back on this and uh you know as soon as something gets filmed or uh, recorded it it's there forever so uh you know this podcast may be 25 but it's gonna live on forever that's
1: right so it'll be like episode 50 one day one day one day thank you jason grant thank you for your hard work appreciate it
0: uh we... I th- you think you'd be more tan yeah
1: you know, he... I'm pretty tanned. That's what I thought, too. Two weeks in, in Hawaii, and he comes back looking like I he... can show you paler parts of my body. If that's you want okay. No, I will We're pass. Okay. Yeah, we'll <laughs> pass on that one. So on that note, <laughs> be safe out there. Put your phones down. Buckle up. Remember, you guys keep your tongue. See ya.